welcome to Conversations About Life. Well, thanks, Sandy, for uh, getting together with me for this. And uh, I'll try to introduce you, and then I'll let you kind of fill it out and add to it. But I remember when um, I first met you and your husband, Dell, um, and I started chatting with you a little bit and uh, found out that you were into horses. So I know you're into horses, and I can tell from your shirt that you're into pet grooming as well. I am. (laughs) 30 years. 30 years? 30 years of grooming. And... um, I remember um, I had some like Brewers East yeah. mix. Yeah, that, I took I, it to the barn. I took it to the barn, and someone found some use for it. So thank you for that, Will. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> did you ever wonder how I, why I had that, or did? Um, I think I asked you, but honestly, I don't remember what oh, you okay. said. So um, I kind of got into a habit of drinking Brewers East. It's like a protein supplement. And then I found out that, um, you know, I could get it in bulk and real cheap if it's, like, kind of marketed for horses and dogs. <laughs> um, but then when I bought that, it was an accident. It wasn't Brewer's East. It wasn't straight Brewer's East. It was, like, a mix. It had, like, filler and stuff in it. So mm. I thought, anyway, I was glad I was able nice to find try. someone. Yeah. <laughs> nice try. So um, what else would you like to kind of as an introduction just to say about yourself um well i do love horses i've been around them my entire life the horse that i have now i i she was born on the property i raised her broker wow and i still have her she's going to be 15 next month her name's kiss me kate McHugh. oh wow bring this don um don always likes to give me trouble about her he calls he always tells people at church that riding a rodeo and <laughs> and he always tells me he's going to put a hitching post out in front of church and then always ask me if I'm going to if I rode Katie to church today um, I'm an artist I work with glass okay. well the the window in in the church hall you've seen that right the big round window in the in the main hall upstairs upstairs in the very back Is that yeah one? way up high that Stained glass window. Yeah. I made that. You made that? I made that. Oh, wow. So I do um, leaded glass. I do mosaic glass. My house is full of it. I do drawings and paintings and things. Um, is your, do you live in, is your horses nearby here or do you keep them somewhere else? My husband built a holding pen by our house, but I keep her in House Springs at Burns Mill Stables. Okay. And, um... I haven't been able to go out there for a while because of neck issues. Okay. So, but I ride every chance I get. In fact, the reason I'm having neck issues is from backing up the horse trailer and wrenching my neck around hmm. to back the trailer up. Okay. So. Did, did it have your husband's name right, Del? Is it? Del. Del, okay. Delbert, everyone calls him Del. Del, okay. We used to call him Elmer when we were kids. <laughs> okay. I don't know why. So you knew each other when you were kids? Yeah. Okay. He was my first boyfriend. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. That's neat. Well, um, one of the things that, um, you know, kind of piqued my interest as far as talking with you was um, you were sharing about um, 
just the presence of God in your life. So I was interested in knowing just what that was like. And so maybe we can just start there. Maybe you can just tell us about what that's like for you. God is all around me, Will. He's, he's with me right now. He's, I can feel him. And while I was waiting for you, I was writing in my journal. And I was telling him how I can feel him. His, I can feel his eyes on me when I ride my horse. I can feel him all around me. I can smell him when the flowers bloom. I can, I can hear him in the morning when the birds sing. I can see him in the sky with the sun and the clouds and the stars at night. I can feel him. He's just all around me always, all day long, all day long. He's in my mind. He's in my heart. And, and he's, his Holy Spirit is just so strong in my life. There, there's, there's got to be a reason that he's so strong in my life. There's not a minute that doesn't go by that I don't think about him. So has it always been like this for no. you? Is no. this, is, is, when did this start? Um, he's, always, he's always been with me. Even as a child, I was the only one in the family that said my prayers at night. I was the only one that went to church on Sunday. I was raised Catholic. And uh, I would have my mom take me to church and I'd go by myself because nobody would go with me. And, um, but then the, the church kind of got, it seemed it was empty. There was something missing. And um, it just didn't feel right. I wasn't, I wasn't getting what I needed out of the Catholic Mass. And as I got older, I realized that it, it was just not for me. And that's when I started to um, lean, I guess, on my, my own understanding hadn't really got into scripture yet and um, it wasn't until I guess 10 years ago when I met my husband for the second time and well we got we we dated when we were younger and then we went our separate ways and then we married 10 years ago and um, we were laying around watching TV and we were watching Jack Van Impey and I got interested in it, and it just hasn't stopped. Jack who? Van Impey. Okay, I'm not familiar he's with him. He's an evangelist. He's, okay. He's, he's known for memorizing the Bible. He, I mean, he's amazing. He's really old now. Okay. <laughs> but he's still kicking, and he still has his, um, he still has his show on, on YouTube and on, um, on television. Okay. And when was this? A few years ago? or Ten years ago. Ten years ago, okay. Ten years ago. He was a lot younger then. Okay. Um, and I just, I just started getting into it, and, and I got a fire in my belly, and it hasn't stopped, and it's just grown stronger and stronger in the past, the past year, even in the past months, it's just stronger and stronger and stronger. So there's a reason for it, and I'm not sure what that is yet, but he's just... I feel like I'm I'm in a bubble. I'm in a, I'm in a bubble that he gave me, a real pretty shiny bubble, hmm. like one that you blow. <laughs> so know. when you were, um, so you left the Catholic Church when you were young, mm-hmm. and then what was going on between that point and then ten years ago when this started? My life was in a tailspin. I was in a my. The father of my kids was very abusive, physically and mentally. And um, 
I ended up divorcing him, and my life was just in a tailspin. I didn't know where to go. I, I, didn't, I didn't have anyone to guide me. I didn't really have a lot of friends. My family wasn't very supportive. There was no, no godly people in my life at the time. And we all know what happens when you don't have that around you. Um, uh, it wasn't until about 12 years ago I was engaged. And I could see that, I could see that if, if I married this man, where my life would go, and it needed to stop. I needed to break the cycle. And he wanted to go to the bar, and I said, I, I don't want to go. And he got angry at me, and there was this, you know, yelling at me. And so he left, and I, I, that was the night that I asked God to come into my life. I said, I've tried to do this, and I can't. I need you. Guide me. Show me what to do. Bring godly people into my life. Remove the evil. He answered that prayer well with just so much power. Hmm. It's like it. It's like it was like a movie just unfolding in front of my eyes what he's done for me. Mm-hmm. And my life has never been the same hmm. for the better. Mm-hmm. Is that when you got into scripture too? Yep. Okay. Yep. I started reading and um, shortly thereafter I, I my husband now contacted me mm-hmm. via Facebook. It's when Facebook was kind of new, I guess. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I've been I've been praying like I said in my prayer journals, you can, you can, I can look back and see all the prayers that I've written that he has answered. And it's just amazing. So when you're journaling, is it like, are you directing that to God? Is, it, is your journal kind of like a prayer to God? Or it's is, what it is. It's, it's it me is. speaking okay. to God okay. through a pen. Okay. Um, I, I find that, that if, I, if I use a pen... I get more out than if I just verbally pray. Mm-hmm. I do both, but I get more out when I use my pen. Mm-hmm. So, and I, when I draw my pictures, I feel like I can see him smiling because he knows I'm doing that for him. Hmm. And um, is this like something you do throughout the day, or is it just a kind of a morning thing? Or how, I do it all the time. Okay. This I wrote in the car while I was waiting for you. Mm-hmm. A lot of times I write at night. I've got this big thing of pencils and this little caddy of the pencils and pens and brush pens. And during the day I'll have, at any given time during the day, I'll have my Bible and my papers and my pens out on any table in the house. I'm just, I just sit there and mm-hmm. I like to... I like to read and pick out just a particular scripture, something that Jesus said or something that God said, and and just write it in calligraphy. It just makes it's just so beautiful. Hmm. I'm just consumed with the Word of God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess that's a good thing, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so um, you mentioned um, before we started, like in your prayer journal, the very first page it had like a you were it was a prayer to god that's been answered um is it the type of thing you can share with us like yeah it's not that long it's just this is from 2012 in august and at the end of my 
my talk with God, it says my goal to become wiser in the Word of God. Someday I'm hoping I will be able to answer a question for someone who's just starting to be curious as to what the Bible has to say and why. Maybe then I can help spread the Word of God for my Lord as His servant. And He has done that for me. He has done that for me. I've been able to share with so many people. Um, a lot of my customers, Lou, in fact, is was one of my oh, okay. customers that I, mm-hmm. she came with me the other day. Yeah, she was one of my customers, and we started. She had asked me questions that I didn't even know were answers were up here, but because of my studies and asking God to help me remember things, so when someone asked me they were in the those answers were in the forefront the scripture was right there yeah i'm not the best at it but it's there Mm -hmm. and i've been able to do that so that's awesome yeah um so um do you have any other routines or um you know through life I, i guess your work is a part of your routine like your art and stuff and or anything else? Um, I I don't do a whole heck of a lot. I, I work a lot, take care of my family. My family is really important to me. In fact, last night, yesterday, I groomed six dogs with a messed up neck. As soon as I was finished at five, I went upstairs and uh, started cooking pasta con broccoli. And then we had nine family members over, and we all packed in our little tiny house and just had our family dinner. Okay. Was it children or what family members were? All of them. We had, um, let's see, my husband and myself, my mother-in-law. Okay. She goes to Faith Faith Community Church in House Springs. That's where Del and I got baptized. Okay. And um, then my two daughters, Amanda and Elena, Elena's husband, their son, Luke, hey, uh, Amanda, and her boyfriend, Nick, Aaron, which is Dell's son, and Eli, his son, okay. our grandson. Cool. So we had a packed house. That's neat. It was really, it's, it's, I always love having them there. I always complain that our house is too small, but because we're tripping all over everybody and there's no room to do anything, and, but it's nice when we're all together. Yeah get a chance to to say okay everybody don't touch your food stop whatever you're doing we're gonna pray and that's that's my chance to get my two cents in for god mm-hmm. <laughs> you know it's like look you're gonna listen to me now you have to mm-hmm. so um as far as i i like i like working in the yard mm-hmm. i do a lot of artwork in my in, in my downtime, if I'm not riding my horse, I'm doing artwork. Okay. I do mosaic uh, pictures, and the whole back of the, my whole house is covered in and it looks like the city museum. Oh yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it's a little overdone. <laughs> That's what I do. Yeah. Um, what else do I do? I be a grandma. I babysit. I love being a grandma. You know our. Um in what ways has, um, since you've been walking with God, has He helped you to grow, um, just in your 
change? Yeah, and your character or whatever. Okay, yeah, that's an easy one. I just prayed about that last night. Yeah. <laughs> what, that? what did I say? I said, I'm going to have to stand by and hear this because it's funny that you asked that. I asked, I, ta- I thanked him for. Um, you never know. I, I, I thanked him for bringing me from where I was to where I am now. There was a time when, when I would just blow up and, and just yell at someone. or I was never a big swearer, but I would yell and lose my temper. Lots of anger, I guess, and um, not, not a lot of patience. And I, in here, in these journals, there's a prayer that asks God to give me patience. Not just one, there's many. Mm-hmm. And uh, give me patience and, and help me be slow to anger, slow to speak, and quick to listen. Mm-hmm. And he has done that for me. There isn't anything that anybody in this room or outside could do to me to set me off. I would just smile and think, you know, I'm sorry that you feel that way. Or, you know, if if I see someone being angry with me for, you know, how they have uh, these people in the traffic. And I had some lady flip me the bird. (laughs) I waved to say thank you. And she she did that. I was so put aback by that. And I just prayed for her and said, Lord, forgive her. She just doesn't know. And um, he's helped me with patience. And I, you need a lot of patience with, with, uh, with grooming. Mm-hmm. You cannot be mean to those animals. You just can't, which is part of the reason why I work by myself. I can't find anybody that has the patience or the kindness or the love to take care of those animals. And my customers know that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm happier. I have uh, I have more. I have less fear. I I'm not afraid to die. If I, you know, a lot of people, and I know people in our church that are terribly afraid to die, and they don't want to die. Mm-hmm. I would be sad for the people that I would leave behind. But because of my growth in the Word of God, I'm ready to go at any minute. I, I'm not afraid. If I got that virus, it wouldn't scare me in the least. Mm-hmm. Um, he's made me more patient with my husband. He's made me more forgiving. I'm just, I'm, Will, I'm a completely different person. It's like night and day. Just like night and day. So, how does this um, change, you know, come about in your life? Like, what does God use to do that work? Or, you know, His, His Holy Spirit speaks to me all the time. He's so loud in my head. Um, I've asked for this. I'm going to cry. I've asked for, I've asked for His Holy Spirit to talk to me and make it. I, I said, you know, I, it, I said, Lord, you know how I am. You have to really shove it in my face. I need to know what you want me to know. And will that Holy Spirit's voice is as loud as can be. Just, 
no matter what I'm doing, the voice is always in there um, guiding me through my life every day. There's so many things I I can't even pick out one. In the grocery store, you know, um, it's just... I'll go in the store and I'll just I'll just start talking to people and there's something that draws them to me and you would think that I've known them all my life and we'll just stand there and have a conversation which is how I met Debbie Golick oh really and how okay. I got to Rockport oh yeah. really okay yeah. through Debbie huh? yeah that's what we started doing we were just talking to strangers she happened to place that she was going that day she wasn't able to go because they weren't open yet so she went to and the place that I was going wasn't open yet. So we went to the same place to kill time. Hmm. And that's how God brought us together. Mm-hmm. There's no other reason for that, that God brought us together. Because he knew I was searching for a church. So is there anything that um, you have to be careful of that would that distracts you from this walk with God? Um, no. Like, no, okay. No, I... No. I don't have... I don't have any temptations, and when when they ask us about temptations, I'm not tempted by anything because I know better. Um, uh, so I don't, I don't ever know what to say. I just I don't feel tempted. I just feel blessed. I just feel blessed. Every day is is a beautiful day. I'll let my dog out in the morning and look at the sky and say. Father, that's so beautiful. Thank you so much for this day. And bless everybody in it. Just starts out my day. I'm so happy. You know, I have I have sad days. You know, life isn't perfect. Right. But I don't have anything that could take me away from this. There, there's, you couldn't rip it out of me. Like for me, sometimes like just um, busyness or stuff like that, kind of um, can distract me and put me in a different place than if I'm more, um, you know, taking time throughout the day to um, to consider, you know, God's love and care for me um, rather than... Um, just trying to get my to-do list done and just, you know, <laughs> trying to get... I think that, that a lot of people have that issue. I know my hu- my husband does. Mm-hmm. Busyness takes takes so much away from the Lord. But with me, I, I work from home. Mm-hmm. I have my scripture that I have a dry erase board where I, r- I write the dog's name and I hang their leashes there. Mm-hmm. I have scripture there that I change. Mm-hmm. I'll bring the iPad downstairs and I'll listen to, while I'm working, I'll listen to um, one of my evangelists that I like. Um, Pastor Rick Warren's a favorite. Okay. <laughs> I was listening to him this morning. Mm-hmm. When I get in my car to go somewhere, it's on the radio. That's my station. Mm-hmm. Um I've got when I when I sit in a waiting room, I've got my scripture on my phone. Mm-hmm. It just it just fills my life. I cannot get enough. I just cannot get enough, and it feels like it's getting stronger and stronger every day. Well, um, is there, you know, any that, that's kind of where God has brought you? Is there anywhere thing that you're seeing ahead? Like any ways you're wanting to? Um, grow or anything that um, 
you foresee, you know, a direction you're going in or anything like that? I, I want to, I want God to make it clear to me what he wants me to do with all of this. Mm-hmm. Do you want me to, do you want me to share it with people? I'm not, I'm not the type of person that could um, go to a seminary and become, I don't want that. Mm-hmm. But I want to be able to help other people and not be embarrassed not oops not embarrassed um, afraid that I'm going to mess mess it up I want to be confident in the word that I share mm-hmm. and I honestly don't know where I'm going with this I want to be more confident with the word that I'm learning mm-hmm but when I share it with somebody, I want to make sure I do it right. Mm-hmm. So that's my goal. What God has in mind from in store for me, we don't know. Mm-hmm. I'll have to wait and see. But yeah. I know he'll make it clear when it's time. Yeah. My, um, my phone's meowing. <laughs> oh, is it? <laughs> Just ignore it. There's no cat in the room. It's my phone. <laughs> okay. Um, do you remember, you know, when you first... Uh, learned about um, Jesus's death and just the meaning of it like um, I think um, almost everybody realizes well Jesus he died on the cross and then there was a resurrection but um, it's not so common it seems like to know well why did he die you know what was that all about what was the meaning exactly do you remember like when that first hit you or, or and you, you know Will when I said that you know I was I was raised Catholic I went to St. Paul's in Fenton and that's part of what was missing in church I knew there was more and I knew a lot of the things that they were doing in my mind were wrong I didn't know why yet but I wasn't learning I wasn't learning enough so when I learned why when I, when I learned why Christ died for our salvation, one for, once for all, for everybody. Mm-hmm. I, knew that, I knew that he died and that, that we could ask him to forgive our sins, and he would. As a little girl, I knew that. Hmm. But it, and I always avoided watching movies where he was being crucified because it would always make me cry and I couldn't stand to look at it mm-hmm. just as a child and even now I, when I watch those, those movies I, I skip that part I just can't do it and um, I would have to say 10 years ago I guess I really when I really started reading and reading the words of Jesus and, and how he was talking about what was going to happen when he was telling the apostles, uh, you know, this this is going to happen to me. I'm going to go away, but I'm going to send my helper and and um, he de- and how he de- he defeated death and he defeated Satan at the cross and that that came later. Mm-hmm. Okay. It, 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 and it's it, it's funny because. Even though I wasn't in the Word as strongly as I am now, the Holy Spirit was always with me, Will. He was always, he knew, he, I don't know, it's, it's weird. As a little girl, he was in my ear. I didn't know that that was the Holy Spirit. But this, 
voice was in my ear telling me, you know, there's more to learn than just this. These ritual things. There's, you know, you, I don't, you don't really need to go in that confessional. You, you know, you don't have to do that. There's, you shouldn't light those candles, you know, and kneel down and pray to the Virgin Mary. And is that really the Virgin Mary? Or, and you know, I was just, you know, I was, I was a little girl, mm-hmm. and in my teens, in my, uh, my young adult in twenties. I knew these things, but until until that magical day that and that blessed, beautiful day that I asked Christ to come in and take over, it was just like, here's my life up until then, and then here's my life now. Hmm. It's just amazing, and you just want to share that with with everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Um, there was another part of your question. Oh. And also in my study, I learned, I, I studied not only the Word of God, but I study history okay. and Christianity. Mm-hmm. And um, I know how, and Catholicism, and, and how it came about, and that these things, and I don't mean to put any Catholics down, and I don't mean this in any way, because there are a lot of wonderful people that are Catholic. Mm-hmm. Um, but they just don't, they the church doesn't teach them. They teach you what you want, what they want you to know. And these, you have to find out everything else on your own. And I've heard this from many Catholics that have changed to Christianity and got out of that religion. Mm-hmm. These statues and things are just white. They're just whitewashed pagan statues, mm-hmm. and it's in history. It tells you all about it. And people don't know that. They just go right through their routine and they kneel down and they, they, they believe that the Virgin Mary is going to help them with their walk in life and it's just it's sad that that you know that they're like I was but I was lucky enough to have the Holy Spirit you know hello let me in let me in you know just knocking at the door until I finally opened it hmm. it's been an amazing walk yeah I hope I'm not rambling. No, you're 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 fine. No, it's really interesting to me. <laughs> <laughs> There's just so many different directions to go in. Um, yeah. That I'm like for one thing, just to tell you what's been going on with me lately is I've been meeting with Catholics some um, and getting to know them. Um, there's a place out in Peavley called um, Vision of Peace uh, Hermitages. And it's a real pretty place. It's out on the bluffs of the Mississippi. And they have a prayer meeting there sometimes on a Monday. So I've been going. And there's just a handful that meet there, six or seven or so. And um, there's a, they're a neat group of people. But um, I've um, been, um, and I did a podcast with a couple, a married couple, um, just last week from there. And... Um, they spoke of um, like a conversion experience. Um, their their explanation of it was a little bit different, like than how we would explain it. But they went like the um, Gloria was the the wife, and she went to um, some, there was some kind of movement a while back, and I think it's still going on. It was a little bit of a charismatic movement about like um, getting. Um, <laughs> You know, kind of getting uh, the fullness of the Holy Spirit or being something like that, you know. 
and uh, she went to this thing, and um, it was they taught they had a big emphasis on sin, so they talked about sin a whole lot, and then they um, would pray over people like they prayed over her, asking you know God to fill her with the Holy Spirit and stuff. And she, the way she described it, um, something I could kind of identify with, like after that. Um, the Bible just came alive to her where she could just read through the New Testament and, and like and understand it. And that's kind of how it was for me when I was 18. Um, you know, I had kind of come to a real low point in my life, recognition of sin. I wasn't thinking in religious terms of like sin. I was just thinking I was morally disgusting, you know, and asked God to save me from what I had become. And I remember um, just being him lifting that guilt from me and then all of a sudden, the Bible became something that you know I could understand. I could read, and it, you know, it was something I just, I just ate it up. And um, so, um, so the way she described it, um, or the way she thought about it, it was like, well, there's the Catholic religion, and then this is like, kind of something extra, something special to know God in a personal way. But um, the way I kind of. It, the way it sounds to me, it's like, but that's like true Christianity, exactly, you know, yeah. true conversion, and, mm-hmm. and what it's all about. And that's that's what is sad about the uh, Catholic religion. And I know a lot of Catholics. I have another customer that I'm very very close to, and I had said something to her about something in the Old Testament, and she said. Um, Oh, Sandy, stay out of... She goes, she's Catholic through and through. Stay out of, stay out of that, stay out of that book. She goes, stay out of Revelation, stay out of the Old Testament. Just stay in the Gospels, just the Gospels. That's what they teach you. That's what they teach her. Mm -hmm. And she's, God wrote, I said, God wrote the whole book. Why would he want me to just stay in Matthew, Mark, Luke? You know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. Um, They just... I don't know. They're just they're stealing away from people hmm. something that's that's so precious and so good, which is the word mm-hmm. and and the good news. And um, I I don't I don't know. I I guess it it pains me because there's so many people in my life that that follow this religion mm-hmm. and don't know you you could quote a scripture and they'd be like what's that or what what is Micah what what who's mm-hmm. Ruth it they just don't teach you anything mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. it's emptiness and when I would go to to church on Sunday have my mom drop me off and I would see people there that I had seen the night before just you know I knew these people mm-hmm. And I would see them at church and knew that the church was not changing them. They weren't there mm-hmm. for spiritual growth. They were there because it looked good. Mm-hmm. Or they had to because their families were there for spiritual go- growth. Mm-hmm. And it, 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 it just seemed so, so empty to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm so thankful for that prayer that day. I'm so thankful. Mm-hmm. Because without it, I would just be another wandering lost soul. Hmm. Yeah. Um. Um, 
when it comes to your experience of the church, is there anything you would change as far as how the church functions? Like when we gather together, we have a certain format, you know, the singing, the preaching, and stuff like that. Like what? No way, man. I love Rockport. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love Rockport. I love the fellowship. I love, uh, mm-hmm. I love the friends that I've made. Pastor Scott is just amazing, and he made such an impression on Lou. He's hmm. so intelligent, he and is, yeah. and they're all so kind. And Ray is our deacon, and you know he's oh, got okay. his hands hands full with yeah. Debbie. Mm-hmm. Um, I've I've I just I just love everybody. I love sharing and doing. And um, did you see the cowboy hat I brought in for um, Aaron or for the Fliegor? Little the Fliegor little boy. He's yeah, in a play, so. and she oh, really? needed a cowboy hat. Well, Ray put it on. <laughs> I put the cowboy hat on before I gave it to her. He looked oh, pretty okay. good, and he had his boots on. Yeah. No, I, I love the church. Um, I love that that they include me in things like te- being teller. Okay. I was so yeah. excited. I I took a picture of the the um, the little bulletin that had Sandy F on there as tellers. I was so excited that day. <laughs> you would think that it was Christmas morning, and I was a child. Yeah. And I sent it to everybody. <laughs> I sent it to everybody. Look, 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 look. I don't know. I just, they make me feel loved and accepted and cared about. And I know if I needed something, that any one of them would be there for me. Yeah. And they, they are truly my church family, and I wouldn't change a thing about it. Yeah. What's your Bible study like? Like, um, what guides you to what particular verses? Do you have like a reading plan or do you just kind of... My personal Bible study because yeah. I have several. <laughs> oh, okay. I have the one at Rockport. Okay, yeah. Then we have D Group. Okay. And um, in, in, my, in my journal, I will... I'll write down a psalm or I'll, I'll write down a scripture. Mm-hmm. And it usually... If if I say a prayer and there's something in my prayer, I'll I'll either know a scripture or I'll I'll look for a scripture that has to do with dealing with what I'm going through, okay. and, and I try to make it pretty for God. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's um, that's what this is. All these things in here. There, I've got more of these. This isn't the only one. I've got lots more. Well, like you mentioned, you were reading in Micah. What led you to Micah? Um, I heard a scripture on my radio station that I listened to, 1320, I guess it is, Um, AM. Okay. It's uh, Bot Radio. Bot Radio, yeah. Yeah, love it. Uh, I heard a a scripture, and it was from Micah. And I thought, wow, that's beautiful. Hmm. I'm in a, when last night when I sat down I picked up I went to bed early because I left everybody mm-hmm. at dinner mm-hmm. because of my and I had to I had to lay down and I said but don't nobody gets to leave without letting me know because I want hugs and kisses before anybody goes mm-hmm. so I heard I heard Del in there going you can't leave without going and getting grandma <laughs> but anyway I went in, I went in there and I, I laid down and I thought I'm going to read Micah. So I get the iPad out, and and there's this uh, pastor that, that I listen to on YouTube, and he explains these books in just a short period of time. Who's that? I can't. 
There's um, there's also a YouTube channel called um, The Bible Project. I don't if you've. It's um, they kind of do overview of books too. Um, anyway, you don't have to look up his name. Yeah, I can't. I I don't funny. remember. Um, okay. But there's several that I go through, and okay. I, I I listen to him, and then I I highlighted things in Micah, and then I turned it off, and then I read the book of Micah. Okay. And that way. When I'll either read it first and then listen, or listen and then read it. Okay. And I, as I go through, I look up words or um, or names, and I make notes in my Bible mm-hmm. of who they are. Omni, I think it was o- Omni, O M R I, Omri. Mm-hmm. He was the sixth king, the sixth ruler. In Israel, the king over Israel, he was a bad, bad guy. Mm-hmm. And um, he talks about him and his son. I just learn stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't, I've got my concordance and, and I look everything up. And that way, when somebody says, you know, oh, well, what's Micah about? I can tell them. Mm-hmm. Right. Or I can answer. And there's always helpful scripture in there. I'm not really good at memorizing mm-hmm. unless I, I, memor- I read it over and over, like, daily. Mm-hmm. And I've gotten to where there's so many scriptures that I had written down to memorize, I just get lost in it all. Yeah. So it's yeah. really hard for me to memorize. It is for me, too. Mm-hmm. And then if I do manage to memorize it, it doesn't stick with me very long. Yeah, and and then you got all the, you got the books and the numbers, mm-hmm. and I get those mixed up because there's so many. So, mm-hmm. if I just read it and it really makes a strong impression on me, it sticks to me, you know, without trying to memorize it. Like I can kind of remember even where it is on that particular page, and it's and kind of remember the gist of it. So. I think that's probably more helpful for me rather than trying to get it into my head just word for word and the reference and everything just to try to um, dwell on the scripture enough that it really makes an impression and then it's mm-hmm. at least got something from it I can go back and find I it could, so. I have remembered the words mm-hmm. and possibly the book Yeah, but it seems like the ones that I, I learned were all all have nine sixes and threes in them. And okay. So they really get jumbled up. It just turned out that way. It was yeah. just a fluke. Let's see. Um, and um, yeah, I'm not even gonna try to. But I have I have a pretty good stack of them memorized. What about in your marriage? Um, so besides um, just fellowship with God and yourself. Um, do you enjoy? Do you and Dell enjoy f- Christian fellowship we together? We and do. What what kind of things do you do? <clears throat> we'll uh, we'll study together. Okay. We'll pick something and and we'll we'll study together. We'll watch it. We'll stop it, and I'll ask questions, or I'll be in the bedroom doing my study. And I'll say, "Babe, come in here. I got a question," and I ask him, and he'll sit down with me and talk about it. That's all he did. He he. That's all he did when he was in the military. Okay. And he had all his notes of all his scriptures, and, okay. and he really he really knows his Bible. Oh wow! I wish he would put it to use more often. I think he's trying, but I can always go to him. And um, who was he watching last night? Oh gosh, we we watched so many. 
but yes, I, I definitely am able to, that, that is one of the things that I ask for when I, I call God into my life, bring me a godly man. Mm-hmm. And he did. He did. When you say put it to use, like what do you mean by that? Well, slow to anger. Okay, so you mean like kind of Just character growth and character stuff like that. Character growth, you know, listen to what you're reading and and put that to your life. Right. Who do you think is who, you know, who do you think is sitting there next to you saying, you know, hey, Dell, you know, why don't you get mad at her for this because she meant it this way and she's not being nice. And then he'll he listens to that and I'll be like, "Babe, that's not what I that's not what I said." <laughs> And I'll say, who do, you think, who do you think told you that? Where do you think that's coming from? Think about it. And he will think about it. And he'll come back and he'll say, you know, I'm, I'm really sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm really sorry. Yeah. He, um, I, I, don't, I don't know what else to say. No, <laughs> I don't okay. want to embarrass my husband. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he's, a good, he's a good guy, everybody. Just saying. <laughs> right. Well, I can relate, <laughs> I can relate to... Um, there's that ideal in scripture and that I'm still growing to try to meet that. Like um, Sunday, Bake was talking, well, he mentioned 1 Corinthians, I think the second chapter about um, Paul says, um, I couldn't address you as um, spiritual, but just as carnal or merely human, because if there's jealousy and quarreling um, among you, aren't you just being merely human or, you know, uh, and uh, that that kind of resonated with me as like something to obtain or a direction to go in to be like spiritual, so to speak, where I'm living on a different plane rather than just um, in the circumstances of life that could create, like in their situation, the quarreling and the jealousy in my situation things similar to that you know so what you mentioned earlier about being busy yeah i think that has a lot to do with you can see it in in my husband that he's so busy with everything he's pushed this away mm-hmm. he needs to bring that back in and put that back into the forefront and that would make his life so much easier mm-hmm. it would take so much weight off of his shoulders if mm-hmm. he would just apply the word more often, like he used to. Mm-hmm. So I think he's slipping away from that, and, and he needs to get back into that. Oh. This is a picture of... I, I went outside, and you know how I say I, I look up and, and I see God in the sky, and this is Jupiter. Oh, is it? Okay. And that's what I saw out in the sky, and so I added that into my journal and, and thanked God for that. And then one night I was walking, and it was snowing, and this is, this is what I saw as I was walking, and the snow was... You can't see the snow because I don't know how to draw snow. And it was coming down to the streetlight. Mm-hmm. And then I, I add a scripture to it. So the kind of things that I do. And I, I flip-flop between this book and this book. Something has to do with my handwriting. <laughs> How my pen feels with the pen in it. Okay. If it feels better with this or this. I know it's strange, but I have OCD. and. Okay. Um, describe the impression you have 
of what God is like? God is like a, a big ball of energy. And he's, he's like, he's looking down. There's a box. Okay, people, I'm drawing a box for Will. Here's an empty box. And God is everywhere out here. And this is the world. This is Earth. So when God wants to, he can step from here into here. And he's just right there. But at the same time, he's all around us. Okay. When he's not in here, he can come back out here. And the same with the Holy Spirit and with Jesus. That's how I see it. He's everywhere else. This is the world. And he can step in and out as he at, at will. But he's completely above the heavens and away from our universe and some something that we can't understand because it's so huge. I remember um, someone was referring to um, there's that cat again. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's no problem. <laughs> but are um, you kitty cat? Someone was referring to um, <laughs> God as like well, you know some pe- some people. Um, Skeptics, for, skeptics, for example, you know, saying, well, where is God? Where's the evidence for God? And they're looking at the universe, but that's kind of like um, Juliet and like Romeo and Juliet saying, where is Shakespeare? I don't see him in this story. So he's all over. He's the author of the story, and yet he's totally other than this story. So it's not like Juliet's going to look around and say, hey, that's God, or that's Shakespeare, I mean unless Shakespeare was to write himself into the story. And um, so that's kind of um, like how I I kind of think of it, like there's this universe and God's all over the universe as far as the author and the sustainer and the one who brings about things. But it's not like we can look anywhere and say, oh, there's God or there's God because he's so totally other than his creation, you know, it's like a creator. Omnipotent. Yeah. He. Oh, I was gonna say something. Um, the 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 Bible says that God, in several places, that God is above the heavens. He's he's beyond this universe. Right. Some place that we can't even comprehend. He's everywhere. But. He can, like I said, he can, in my I this is the way I visualize it. He can step in and out that way. Mm-hmm. But he's way out here somewhere, and we're, this is our universe. This is a whole, the whole cosmos, everything. He's way out here somewhere. Yeah. What um, would you say to somebody else who doesn't have what you have? Like, what direction would you give to them? So if they um, were just like lost in the world and didn't know, didn't have a relationship with God, what would be the first steps or just, you know, that type of thing? I would probably first share a few examples of where I was at their point in their life, mm-hmm. like that. And then I would, and if they questioned God and, and His Word, 
I would bring to the forefront things that were said thousands of years ago that are being fulfilled now and, and how even the birth of Christ and, and all the small details of his birth and, and his crucifixion, everything was said and what is to come and probably mainly how much asking him to come in my life has changed me. If anybody knew me um, without getting into detail, I mean, not that bad, but bad enough. Um, they could see how it has changed me and how much happier I am and how much more how much more blessed I am. I would I would love them. I would console them. And I probably would never let up. <laughs> I wouldn't let up in a um, peaceful sort of way, mm-hmm. calm sort of way. I wouldn't overload them. Right. But I would, I would pray with them. Mm-hmm. And I think that I did that with my mom. She wouldn't have anything to do with, with any of this. Hmm. And she would always put that hand up. Nope, it's not for me. It's not for me. I was raised Catholic, and I had it shoved down my throat all my life. It's not for me, Sandy. She lets me pray with her now. She, she, she asks me to pray with her when I stay with her. I'll call her, and I'll pray with her at night. Or she'll call me before she goes to bed, and I'll pray with oh, her. Wow. She said it makes her feel better. So do you, do you connect with her like that pretty often, like weekly, daily? or? It depends on, it depends on the mood of my mom. She's yeah. almost 80, and jeez, yeah. um, I hope she doesn't hear this. <laughs> She um, she's going through a lot right now. She's she lives by herself. My dad passed, and she had surgery on her shoulder, and so she, it was her right arm. And so she's trying to get along. And yeah. she lives in House Springs, and you got to go over this really bumpy, really bad road to get yeah. to her house. And I just talked to her this morning when I was waiting for you, and said, you know, how you doing? I call her every day. How you doing? Um, and she just. I know she doesn't want anybody. She, just, she thinks everybody's a bother, so we can't go out there. I don't want to make her angry, but we want to help her. Mm-hmm. I don't know. She's she's a work in progress. Right. Yeah. I talk to her every day. Right. Oh, you talk to her every day. Yeah, I call her every day. Okay, that's nice. Yeah. See how she's doing. See yeah. if she needs anything. Right. You know. She lives by herself. Yeah. Yeah. She has people around her that help her. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I pray that she doesn't, she's not lonely. I pray for all the widows that I know, Herman, everybody, that they're not lonely. Hmm. And um, that's just got to be a horrible thing. And the, in the absence of God, I mean, I mean, sure, if something happened to Dell, yeah, I would be lonely. I would miss him. Mm-hmm. But I have this to fall back on and read and support me. Mm-hmm. So, Do you go back and I, read it quite a bit or...? Read the word. Your, your journal? Yeah, I, yeah, I go back through it all the time. Do you? Mm-hmm. And just kind of to reminisce and so forth? Mm-hmm. And okay. that's how I know all the prayers that have been answered. I'm like, wow, that happened. Wow, that happened. Wow, that happened. Um, so, um, I was going to say something just then. I, I, do you hate that? Yeah, I do. <laughs> happens to me all the time. Um, well, one thing I was wanting to ask you about is like, what are, you know, trials or, you know, in all of our lives, there, there comes, like now you have 
problem with your neck. And there's things that come that we don't like, and and there's going to be things, plenty more coming that we don't like. Mm-hmm. What's that in your life? Is it um, confusing sometimes, or is it difficult? Or um, knowing how do you deal that with these it? things are coming, or no, when just they happen? When they happen, like um, is that um, help? Does it? Do you see God working through that? Yes. Or okay. Yes, when. Um, when my grandson was born, it was heart-wrenching. We expected this this normal, beautiful birth, and it turned into a nightmare. And it was very sad and very upsetting. And I went into... We were standing in the hallway waiting for my daughter to come out of the OR. Sorry. It's okay. And they brought they brought Luke through because he had a punctured lung and he wasn't breathing. And so this beautiful normal birth, this happy occasion turned into something so horrific and sad and they, they wheeled him by. And all I could think to do was go into the waiting room, turn the lights off and close the door and go on my knees and ask God to, to be with him. And the whole time that he was he was in the NICU, I knew, I knew that because I'd asked Jesus to let Luke hold his, hold his pinky, just let him hold your pinky, Lord, keep him warm and safe. Let him know that you're there. And he did. I know he did. And I prayed every day that he heals and he's strong and he's the, he's the happiest, most beautiful baby. And what came out of that is that my daughter is now a very strong believer. Oh, wow. He's a very strong believer. Hmm. She is. And... Um, in fact, her and her sister came to our first Bible study at the house. That oh, God, really? in, in the worst of things, there's always something beautiful that comes out of it from God. Hmm. And I know that. Even though I might be hurting at the time, I know that if I ask, it'll be okay. No matter what happens, it's, I've accepted it's God's will. Hmm. And, you know, I, yeah, I might be sad, mm-hmm. but I won't ever be angry at God. Because it's what he wants. But yeah, that's what came out of that. So you're having a Bible study at your house? Or? We have a D group and we share it with the Webbers. So oh, I see. Okay. This, this next time will be at our house. Okay, right. And your daughter's coming to that? Both, so both of my daughters. Both of your daughters. Yeah. Wow. Elena is a registered nurse with her bachelor's in, um, in nursing. And my other daughter is detective sergeant. And with her bachelor's in criminal justice. Okay. Yeah, so really proud of him. I don't get to see my son a lot. He is dealing with issues beyond our control. We don't even know what it is. He's Hmm. kind of disconnected himself from our family, his sisters. Mm -hmm. I prayed for him last night. I was outside and everyone was leaving. It's just, I'm praying all the time, Will, nonstop. Just like it says to, nonstop. So your your journal is a form of praying, but besides journaling, you're praying out uh, loud and uh, personal to God. When I ride my horse, mm-hmm. I thank God every time I get on her. Mm-hmm. First, I pray for a safe ride and mm-hmm. fun for me and her, mm-hmm. and then I um, I thank God 
for the beautiful creature that he's allowed me to have while mm-hmm. I'm on this earth. Mm-hmm. Because the story, that, the way with her is another one that can only have happened because of God. Mm-hmm. And then um, when I'm riding, I always ask Jesus to ride with me. I always tell him he can ride shotgun. <laughs> and I just know that he's there with me. I mean, there's, I have had so many close calls, and I've, I've never gotten hurt. Hmm. And she's a pretty frisky horse. Mm-hmm. She's very spirited. Mm-hmm. Um, but she was meant for me. God gave her to me. I know mm-hmm. that. I can feel that every time I'm around her. Mm-hmm. She's a one horse, a one owner horse. I mean, she's not one that anybody can get on mm-hmm. and ride. Mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah, I, my dad was dying of cancer. I was, um, I was over there. And he had two horses at the time. And he was just starting to, Katie was a yearling, and he was just starting to work her, train her when he got cancer, so he couldn't ride her. Hmm. Nobody had gotten on her yet. He was just doing groundwork. So I started going out there and hanging out with Dad. And um, I'd go out there in the evenings and I'd ride the horses. And I'm I'm gonna try to make this story short. Mom said, your dad wants to talk to you. So I put the horses up, put Katie up. I was working with Katie because I didn't really care for Sam. He liked to bite, <laughs> kick. <laughs> so I came in there and I go, I, he was sitting on the porch and he goes, I've been watching you. And he goes, you're doing really good with her. <laughs> I was riding her now. <laughs> and he said, I want to hand the reins over to you. He said, I want you to have the horses. But just be careful. He said, I know, I know you will. I know you'll do good with them. <laughs> So, in the meantime, my dad passed, and um, Del and I were trying. We had just gotten married, and we were trying to find a place that we could keep the horses. And in the meantime, this was before uh, Mom had started to listen to me about the things that Jesus had to say and how you should behave and how you should act and what you should and shouldn't do. Mm-hmm. She, um, she sold the horses, and I was devastated. Wow. It was heartbroken. Mm-hmm. You know, I was heartbroken. So I cried all the time, and I prayed, and I cried, and I prayed. And one day I get a call. Two years later, I get a call from my girlfriend. Oops. And um, she goes, I found your horse. Hmm. I go, I don't want another horse. She goes, no, I, I found your horse. Hmm. And she goes, go on Craigslist and type in Kiss Me Kate McHugh. And I did, and there she was. A guy, I don't even, way far out past Farmington had her. Mm-hmm. Jumped in my car. I called the guy, jumped in my car, and I went out there. And it was her. Hmm. Wilder than a March hare. Hmm. And evidently she had been sold. The woman that mom sold her to could not ride her. Hmm. Mind you, I'd been riding her bareback and bareback on trails and just doing everything with her. Mm-hmm. This woman could not ride her. She was a seasoned rider. Hmm. She sent her. She sent Katie to a trainer for 90 days. His, he said, I don't know what to tell you. I can't do anything with her. My suggestion would be get rid of her as fast as you can. Hmm. She went through several sale barns. Nobody bought her. Mm-hmm. Her next stop was the slaughterhouse hmm. when I got this phone call. Mm-hmm. I bought my horse back for $800. I called Del crying, can I buy her? I gave the guy all the cash I had on me. I think it was 40 bucks, 50 mm-hmm. And whatever my girlfriend had with her came back the next day, and I've had her ever since. Mm-hmm. That's God bringing that horse back to the person he 
meant to have it. Hmm. That's that's all God. Yeah. And I thank him for that all the time. Yeah. I've got tons of stories. Well, yeah. tons of stories like that. He's so prominent in my life. Yeah. You know, I'll leave here and I'll thank him for this time with you. I, I thanked him already for the time with you and, and mm-hmm. asked him to bless it. And it's just, I can't do anything without God first. You just can't. We need him. I need him mm-hmm. in everything I do and say and think and draw mm-hmm. and watch. He guides us. <laughs> well, thanks, Sandy. It's been really good to talk with you and get to know you better and just to hear about you know, your relationship with God. So thanks. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Will. It's been awesome. <laughs> If you use a podcast app like iTunes, please give a review of Conversations About Life.